everybody and welcome to the very first episode of That's The Issue, the brand spanking new comic book podcast that zeroes in on the issues, events and storylines that are important to you. My name is Matt Loon, I'm at Matt Loon on Twitter and thank you very much for joining me. Now, this is a brand new podcast, and because of that, the purpose of this episode is to give you, the listener, an idea of what to expect of me and of the show. Uh, So forgive me if the format is a little different to what it will eventually become. Think of this as the zero issue, full of previews and introductions before the main series starts. Uh, First off, thank you uh, again, massive thank you for joining me. Um, The podcast community is growing every day, so I appreciate you taking a chance on my show. Now, this isn't going to be just another podcast that reviews the latest comic books coming out, but don't get me wrong, there will be a bit of that. I mean, I love listening to those shows. Um, But there will be discussion about the latest news doing the rounds in our community, uh, obviously. But the main focus, the main purpose of this podcast is to introduce guests onto the show and get to know them through their love of comic books. And I plan on doing that in a very specific way. So... We all have books, characters, storylines and events that we love, but what I want to talk about is that one issue. We all have certain issues that are important to us. It could be the very first comic you ever read, the first to make you laugh, to make you cry, to make you think. It could be the one you wrote or drew for whatever reason. If there's an issue like that that's significant to you, that's the issue I want to discuss with you. See what I did there? That's that's the name of the show. See, it's it's all come together. So, with that in mind, I'm going to be reaching out to the comic book creators and fans and friends and hopefully start getting some great guests on the show for you. This is going to be bi-monthly or fortnightly, as I say, so please think about subscribing to the show or looking out for future episodes so you can hopefully join me in getting to know writers, artists and readers of all shapes and sizes. You can find me primarily at the website, which is awesomesourcecomics.com. That's S-O-U-R-C-E, as in your source for all things awesome. Uh, I'm working on getting up and running on all the podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher as well, so watch out for me there too. Uh, If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can find me on Twitter. As I said, I'm at Matt Loon, or you can email me at awesomesourcecomics at gmail.com. So, with all that out of the way... The format of this Zero episode is going to be a little different for a few reasons. So firstly, I've never hosted a podcast before, so not only is this whole thing a huge learning curve for me, but I'm sure if it all goes to plan, I'm going to look back on this episode and cringe at how bad I am. Hi, future me. Hi, yeah, it's uh, it's Matt. This uh, This is how bad you sucked back in 2016. Yeah, yeah, pretty bad. Okay. Uh, And secondly, I've talked about the format, so what I want to do is I want to talk to um, anyone and everyone, people I admire, people I look up to, people I'm friends with, uh, and just get to know them, uh, look back through their history and pick a specific comic book that they love and find out why I love it. But this episode is going to be slightly different. I do have a guest this week, um, and it's uh, my friend Wes. I'm going to introduce him and we're going to talk about the massive issue. I said we're going to talk about news and discussions uh, that are topical at the moment. Well, this is the biggest one. This is the only thing anyone's talking about. Well, apart from Captain America being Hydra, but that's ridiculous. I don't want to talk about that. What we're going to actually talk about keeping it issue related is obviously DC Universe Rebirth number one. (laughs) 
joining me on the show now is uh, is my good friend Wes, um, my internet buddy. We've uh, been on the same sites writing in the past before. We've even been on uh, podcasts before, um, and he's joined me today um, so we can talk about DC Universe Rebirth number one. Hi Wes, how you doing? Doing good, Matt. How about yourself tonight? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm uh, eager to get chatting because ever since I read it, um, I've been thinking of things to write and I've been trying to write more and more. Um, But then it just gets messy because there's so much to unpack. There's so much to talk about that I just thought, actually, it would be better if we just chatted about it instead because I think we could probably get a hell of a lot more done than I ever could write in. I agree because this... It's like I'm writing something right now on it, and it's like it's funny. I've seen people who have gotten like two thousand words, three thousand words. Me, I'm like, good lord, I'm probably closing on a thousand. Even I'm just like, I'm streamlining it in my head because I'm just like, there's so much yeah. here. It's and so dense. It's it's unbelievably dense. Yeah. And and you know, if we were to review, it's, it's funny. This is the book that I all that I say, this should not have worked as well as it does. No. By all intents and purposes, this book should be like the most convoluted, crazy thing that in that you go, what the heck did I just read? I don't know what I just read. And yet somehow Jeff Johns made it work. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. Overall, I mean, I think there's like there's a few issues with it, but I think mm-hmm. it can never be perfect. It's not perfect, but wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen scores of like I saw scores of like 10 out of 10. I'm like. This was not 10 out of 10, but no. definitely, like, if I had the number score it, I would say it's a good good 8. Yeah. Eight, eight, in, 8 for the most part, 9 in other parts. It's really weird. Yeah, it, yeah. Okay, well, let's go right back to the beginning then. What were your, before you even read the issue, what were your expectations going in? Really? Let's get the elephant in the room here. It got, it got leaked on Reddit. Hmm. <laughs> I, I, did, I, I avoided about about 75% about 25% just kind of was like people on Twitter would like hey did you hear about I'm like uh-huh. hey did you hear about uh, hey you brought the uh, yeah. quit it guys I know you're excited but quit it, it You, I know the book's spoiled but quit it I think, yeah, I think it frustrated me because I didn't read any of the spoilers. I didn't click on any of the spoilers. But all you need to read, or, well, firstly, we are going to spoil the hell out of this book. So if anyone's listening to this and they don't want the book spoiled, then you've you've picked the wrong time to listen because we are going to spoil all of it. But to me, the, the spoilers of it were you just needed to say the one word, Watchmen. And then mm-hmm. that was it, spoiled for me. Not not spoiled, ruined, but seeing that final page without knowing anything going in would have been mind blowing. But I know that like we chatted before and like you said, all I know is about the watchman button and that was all I knew as well. And I just thought yeah. that was all you kind of needed to know because as I was reading through the book, I was like, where, where are the Watchmen? When are they going to come in? And it just, I wish I didn't know that, really. Because it's like, it, it's like a, it's, as the book goes on, it's like a framing device. It's like the, begin, the beginning is, the beginning of the book is Dr. Man, 
you don't know, but it's like you see a watch and you're like, okay, mm. like that's your first hint. Of course, because the initial narrator is is Wally West. Yeah, yeah. Like as you start through this book, and then and then as the book goes on, you start getting a little hint of then you start getting the Watchmen hints. Yeah, yeah. Like like not it's like at the beginning a little bit in a certain hilarious in an almost hilarious middle, yeah. and the end and and you're like okay. But I really wish we would that would not have leaked because people would have been even more shocked. Like, oh yeah, like the Wally West thing had people already going, "Yes, yeah, Wally West." Yeah. And then the and then other parts of it were, "Wait, they did what? Je- Jeff Johns did what? Yeah, he did what?" And that's it. All the things that they talk about, like they say, "Oh, well, do not," you know, in all the solicits, and they're like, "Oh, do not pick up." Uh, any spoilers do not go to any websites go into it cold you know they're talking about that final page they're talking about that bit where batman picks up the button and it's it's the comedian's button would have blown my mind completely if i hadn't known about it because i wouldn't have guessed it coming through it and going back through it rereading it a second time or even reading it the first time knowing about watchmen you can pick up the hints all the way through but I still wouldn't have discovered that. I still wouldn't have thought of that. And it's funny, like, as... Because really, a big part of this book was... Okay, because especially when especially when you get into the New 52... Like, the aspects of, okay, how do they get the book back from New 52 to this new whole DC, the DC Rebirth thing? Yeah. Well, having Dr. Manhattan straight up annihilate Pandora... Yeah. Not just that. I was sort of like I almost felt it was like um like as the make a Simpsons comparison. It's like Poochie being sent back to sent back to his planet. <laughs> yeah. I must like, go now. I must go now. Zap. Yeah. And it's like you. It's like the Pandora page of as she's getting as she's getting annihilated and you're and you're walking through it and she's like you you can't you. It's like they will they, their hope their devotion their love for one another will vanquish what you've done. It may be over for me. They will prove you wrong. They will prove you're nothing but a lonely, cruel monster. Pop. Oh yeah. Pop. And then you're like, bye, that bye, Pandora. Yeah. Bye. 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 No, no one knew what you had to do in the DC in the two anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's sorry. A, it's, it's a little on the nose, isn't it? As a as a metaphor goes like dr manhattan destroying pandora is a bit um is a bit on the nose with that um but it's going just... back to the beginning then so the setup for this book the um all the interviews and the adverts and everything was saying this is going to change everything you know so how did you feel before you picked up the issue what did you want from the issue okay thank you for keeping me back on subject there but <laughs> i feel we're going to go off on a thousand tangents there's this book pretty much blatantly screams tangents, but um, yeah, this going into it, what I really wanted was I wanted to see what, how in the world this was going to do what it needed to do, because hmm. this is a lot. Yeah, you are. This book is what is set was set to be the setup for all DC Rebirth. This, this is the book. This sets yeah. up, every, and I and even I was thinking, how is it going to work? Yeah, because yeah. he's he's done Green Lantern Rebirth. Jeff Johns did Green Lantern Rebirth. He did the Flash Rebirth. This is an entire universe. Hmm. How do you? How in the world? I mean, that's another good thing about this this book. It's a massive book. Like I don't it know is, how many pages it actually is, but it's about eighty pages. It's, hey. it's eighty pages. No no adverts. Yeah. It's yeah. straight up. It's two ninety nine for eighty pages. Or 
And how much? How much? How is that in uh, pounds? Uh, it was. Uh, it was. Well, I don't know. I bought it with a bunch of other things. I think it was one ninety nine. One pound ninety nine. I was just curious. I was curious, like if. Like, U.S. is two ninety nine for 80 pages, but I just wasn't sure how much it was yeah, in pounds. Yeah. That's why I was asking. It was cheap. Yeah, it was very cheap. Especially compared to, like, Civil War Zero, which was, I think that was <laughs> $4.99, wasn't it? And that, I think that was about $3.85 or something here. So, yeah, so, I, I, I mean, and this book did, I mean, within 80 pages. And, it, and it's like, you go, and because I would be curious, like, because if you're asking me how what I thought about it, I mean, what did you think about it going into this craziness? Well, I mean, for, yeah, I mean, for me, I I wanted it to be everything they said it would be, but I mean, you've got to, you've always got to take take it with a pinch of salt, haven't you? The uh, the solicits because they always say this will change everything forever, and this is like a massive game changer, and it will always be the, it will never be the same again, and you know, you've you've always kind of go, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but when they were started talking about the idea that they wanted to bring hope back, they wanted to bring legacy back, um, I wanted that to be true. I wanted because that's what I I know about DC, and that's what I love about DC, and that's what I feel like it, it how it sets itself apart from Marvel in a way. Um, exactly. But saying that, the books that I've I've dipped into the the pre New Fifty Two stuff, but a lot of the stuff I've been reading regularly has been New Fifty Two stuff. So I almost don't really I'm not the fan they're aiming it at. Um, but at the same time, like I I think that the DC universe could stand to be a lot more optimistic a lot more hopeful and so i kind of thought right i'll give them the benefit of the doubt with that and i want to see where it goes really i agree and thing is like i've mentioned this in like conversations with people and i thought and i've talked about here and there on on twitter but i've never really i at one point i almost bought my my most of my stack at one point in time was a good a good chunk of it was dc comics Hmm. Pre DC two, like I was a huge. I used to buy a lot of DC comics. I loved it. It was, right. it was such a big universe to me. Like, and it was like as New Fifty Two went on. At first, I tried out a lot of books. Like, oh, this is kind of good. And then, as time went on, I bought less mm-hmm. and less. Trade weighted more, way more trade weighting. Yeah, even more trade weighting. And it's like New Fifty Two didn't have that sense of urgency to it. It, it kind of felt like now, now. As time went on, I found some books New Fifty Two I really dug. And a couple like like the movement and and also like I also like the green team and a, and also like there was a ton of different books and like those are just a couple examples but it's like New Fifty Two itself like the main universe was so hit or miss it's like like probably one of the best books out of it was like Snyder and Capullo's Batman yeah yeah I agree with that that was my favorite definitely and and then but then it's like the pre New Fifty Two I mean it was sort of like this universe where. This is the weird thing about DC is how they when they do continuity changes, it's not it's as much. I always feel like DC when it hits a wall, that's when they do this sort of stuff. Like, it's like when you read about like it's funny when you hear when you hear about like some business crisis of Infinite Earths and you start reading some of those. If you really want to do some deep diving, Matt, go dive into some of those pre Christ on Infinite Earths books, and you could tell DC was starting about to hit a wall. Right. Yeah. So they did Crisis, and bam, hit that wall, and they, and then. And then for a while there, they didn't really hit a wall. They just kind of like tweak it around with stuff. After Crisis, they did tweak here, zero hour here. Infinite Crisis was did, some, did a lot of stuff, and then Final Crisis was a little bit of stuff. But then they hit a wall, so they did New Fifty Two, and then New Fifty Two hit a wall. So DC Universe Rebirth is sort of like, okay, we hit a wall. We have had we have hit a wall 
that we have no idea how to break out of. So Rebirth pretty much is the universe Rebirth was like their way to say, okay, you you guys, we know we hit a wall. Hmm. We know we got some stuff to fix. Here we go. I think have that's, at it. that's that's quite a fascinating way to think about it, really, because they that is true over like over the history of DC they tend to build and build and build to like a boil and then they have to have some well obviously a crisis to kind of settle it all back down again and it doesn't feel as though Marvel ever has ever had to really do that I mean it it has done it now with Secret Wars Secret Wars so it's has been the closest thing to a crisis that Marvel has ever done yeah and I think that's that's definitely true like crisis was obviously the first big event you know of that of its kind that that dc did but that was in a way to try and condense the the continuity that they got themselves lost in and then flashpoint almost seemed to do the same kind of thing and just the purpose of new 52 was to to was to get rid of a lot of the a lot of the rubbish that they'd acquired and just think right let's just streamline it but that seems you know, compared to, you know, the birth of the DC universe all the way up to Crisis, and then from Crisis all the way to Flashpoint, and then from New Fifty Two to now, the the time scale has drastically reduced. So it's almost as if, you know, it worked after Crisis for a while. You know, it, it worked for a long time, but then since New Fifty Two, it's almost it's, it's been like what five years, and yeah, five so years. That that's a quick turnaround for them, for comparatively for them to turn around and go. Actually, yeah, this isn't working. Um, so I wonder what it was about the new Fifty Two that they just didn't feel was working. I that would be if you really want to get down to the gritty of what new Fifty Two what really hit it hard. It's just the fact that it took it took all that history, all that history, the legacy, the the hope and it made everything just so it it did so much of a number on the energy of the DC universe because it's like you see DC universe even when it hit a wall it always had a sort of sense of life a sense of energy a sense of urgency a sense of his like a sense of genuine death to it and mm. and li- and so it, it really it like hope and it's life and energy it everything yeah. and New 52 took sucked out a lot of that life I mean as, as uh, Wally West says in the book, it took 10 years away from the heroes. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, oh, okay. So, now it's like, so like all that, the experience the heroes have, it's like they, and making them younger and more relatable to a new audience, they sucked out the legacy of light and everything about it because it's like they had, to, they had to shove everything in the new 52. Like, yeah, yeah. So the continuity was messed up. I mean, it's like, Black is like that happened. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. Why? What about Batman stuff? All that stuff happened. How that happened? How did he have a bunch of Robins before? Yeah, that was that was the like, biggest thing for me. Like, because I, my biggest, you know, knowledge, my only real knowledge of uh, DC universe is, is predominantly like Batman, and so to then get to the New Fifty Two, it's like, oh, he's been Batman for five years, but he's he's had four Robins and or. Yeah, five Robins even is it? I can't remember how many. But he's had four yeah, about, Robins, uh, and uh, one of them was his twelve-year-old son. And it's like, what? How does that work? But it, it makes no sense. It's no. like, like everyone starts scratching their heads, and they, and you, and you get to the point. First, people will take people up, and then maybe we'll get to 
take people out then eventually people were like I don't even know if I'm mad I'm just like what the heck just I don't know anymore I'm just just yeah, just yeah. kind of roll with it just I don't know <laughs> I, think, I think that's it I think that's the that's the best way of describing it because I think a lot of people just almost well whether they did it at first or whether they did it eventually they did just shrug it off as yeah. it's a continuity thing it's just it's an abstract part of a reboot you know and you just kind of put it down to well you know there's no in-universe reason for it it is just externally they want to make all the characters younger whereas now with rebirth number one there is a legitimate in continuity reason for all of that happening which is exactly which is strange but also pretty cool so speaking of which let's dive into the book um so it starts off as you said it starts off being narrated by wally west so did you know that wally west was going to be in this before you read it i wanted to yell at my twitter because someone said hey Glad to hear Wally West is returning. Ah, so that's that was for you as well. This, yes, someone, someone on my Twitter said, "Good to hear Wally West is coming back." I was oh, just like, right. my my face, my my face. <laughs> I, yeah. I I was just like, struck. And then and then people were talking about it because I was just like, I knew it, but it didn't take away from how Wally West worked in the book hmm. because I made a point. Once I kind of saw that quick glimpse, I went, nope. Yeah, like, yeah. I actually was actively avoiding stuff for a few days. Like, off and on. Like, I was around, but I was, like, kind of, like, in a fog. Like, oh, yeah. You know? I was the same. Know? I dropped off Twitter. I saw that. I think I saw a, um, a Watchmen comment. I think it was something that was like, oh, I can't believe the Watchmen news. And I was like, mm, what, what's that about? And then ignored it. But then I kind of saw something else that put the two and two together and I thought no no don't don't read anymore I just kind of ignored it um but I managed to avoid anything about Wally West um but even though apparently do you I don't read Titans Hunt do you read that I don't read Titans Hunt but now when the trade of Titans Hunt hits I probably will read it yeah because now I'm like huh Abnett, some, so Dan Abnett ends up having something kind of really cool to do yeah. in the Miss Rebirth now. Yeah, well, and apparently yeah. the end of Titans Hunt does reference or hint, maybe, or outright spoil, I don't know, um, the fact that Wally West is coming back. From what I, it, right, where I was reading, it said there's a missing member. Ah, okay. So, so they don't say of, it, but yeah, fans can you kind of put two and two together. It's like hint, hint. Guess who? Yeah. Yeah. Guess who's missing? <laughs> Come on, wink, wink. Yeah. Missing too. I mean, he's the he's essentially the main character of Rebirth, isn't he? I mean, he takes us through so many other bits uh, and so many other characters, and takes us introduces us to. It's. I mean, it's a bit of a clip show, isn't it? Sometimes, like a bit of a clip show and a and a comic book version of a previews catalogue because um, it just kind in of introduces way, new little things and stuff in, in a way yeah it is kind of like a it's like a clip show mixed in with it's like okay it's like you get it's like okay showing you it's showing you like 
Bruce, so like Wally West takes you through like all the stuff that happened to him, what made him Wally West, what made him like made him become Flash, then yeah. what made him Flash in the Speed Force, and and then you get into Bruce Wayne, then screw. Let's mention this: the three Jokers. Three, yeah, three Jokers. Three Jokers. What is that about? No one saw that coming as well. I think I I don't think anyone spoiled that. No one spoiled that. I I am I am legit amazed. I did not get spoiled on three Jokers. Three Jokers though. There's How's three Jokers. And they sh- they show like a classic Joker. They show. They show like the killing joke, a killing joke style Joker. Yeah. And then they show the modern, the modern Joker. Yeah. And they're all done in different the artist styles. And it's pretty, it's a pretty clever idea. It's like almost, it's like it's almost showing like the classic Joker, the 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 um the uh like the the kind of a more like in it like a joke and like like the mod like kind of like a more like a classic Joker, mm-hmm. a more kind like the a dark like a more like a in between Joker kind of like. Like the Joker is in between, yeah, and and then the modern crazy and the modern Joker that we've been dealing that then coming up in the Batman stories, and you're like, okay, three Jokers, yeah. and so that, Jokers. I mean that was the answer to the question that Batman asked the Metron chair, wasn't it? That he said, "What's the Joker's true name?" And the answer to that question was probably, well, "Which one?" Because <laughs> there's three of them. Three. So it's like you got to be more specific with your question. So there's yeah, it's like that's going to be part of the Batman book now. That will is, be yeah. So that's like, kind of the tease oh, like, moving forward for Batman books. And you've got to set up for like okay, so there's three Jokers. Yeah. Then then you've got and then it sets up. I mean, it really is kind of funny because it's like Batman gets is a is a character that gets a lot of stuff, and then mm-hmm. and you get because like it is because I'm actually going through it as yeah, me and then too. It's like, Just turning the pages. Yeah. How do you feel As about said, Wally West being back, first of all, then? I mean, it even talks about the... I mean, it even dives back in the Flashpoint with the Thomas with the Thomas Wayne letter again. Yeah. I mean, and then it goes into, like, the history of Wally West as a Flash, and then... And then the giant hand, yeah, which... Which, yeah. which can almost... Excuse me. Almost near guarantee is Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. I mean, it... The one thing that Maybe. I've noticed after this is everyone's talking about Doctor Manhattan, and there's there's massive hints. There's even like direct pages that like completely homage scenes from Watchmen. Um, and I, yeah, I'm blown away by that. I'm, yeah, I mean, we talked about it earlier. The bit with Pandora, that page specifically, is a direct homage to. Uh, Rorschach being killed in Watchmen. Dave Gibbons would be proud of that page because that was a good. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've I've got DC Rebirth in front of me, and I've got Watchmen in front of me as well. I pulled Watchmen off the shelf um, to compare the two, and it is like fascinating. They are exactly the same, pretty much. Um, and in Watchmen, it's Doctor Manhattan that kills Rorschach, obviously, and he stood there. But then in Rebirth, uh, Pandora, is the person who kills her is off panel. And one of the things I noticed is that Dr. Manhattan isn't, you know, he's not in Rebirth at all. Nope. He's he's referenced or he's hinted at. And you do see his dialogue at the end of the book, but he's not actually there. And I think, I feel like they're obviously, they're doing it just to tease us. But at the same time, it's not explicitly said that it's him. It's it's like I would say it's likely him, yeah. but they are making to say like 
Because like when they show the blue boxes at the end, it's like when it says nothing, nothing ends, Adrian, and it's like, oh, he's talking to Ozymandias. Yeah, yeah, and that is his that is his dialogue from Watchmen as well, isn't it? So it's not like it's someone else yeah. saying those lines. Yeah. So it's like, it's like cause it's funny how they're all saying it's like, like the one thing is like now wasn't Jeff Johns said in interviews like they let the Watchmen people they aren't the bad guys they're the antagonists. That's it. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Yeah. So what? Because when I saw the giant hand, the giant hand made sense later when I realized Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Is that a Doctor Hand that went after Wally West? And that oh. makes sense. Or it's like, or it's like that went after that went after the uh, Flashpoint that kind of created it. Yeah, and it and, would make sense in the context of his power set and how strong he actually is. There's no one else that's as strong as him, is there? Really, in that sense. It it, it is funny because someone because someone said on Twitter, because the same day as DC Rare has the whole, Cap- we don't get into Captain America stuff, but when, no. it's like, who's more ticked off today, Alan Moore fans or, Cap- or Captain America fans? Yeah. And I, I went, I don't know, I'm think, just watching it, like... I think Captain America won. I think that, because that made, that almost made the news. It, it, Captain America won, but Alan Moore fans, I think, are just kind of like, eh. Yeah. You I do guys. feel, I do feel for them a little bit, or, or I think DC breathes a bit of a sigh of relief. As soon as they heard that Cap is now a Nazi, obviously, of course, um, Cap's I think they were just like, you know, breathed a sigh of relief. And they're like, oh, wow, got away with it. Like, <laughs> got away with the Watchmen stuff. Yeah. And it's like, high fives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks, Marvel. They just have to cool. time it. If they want to do something else ridiculous, they'd have to, have to time it for like the next time. So like, as soon as Marvel announces that Iron Man's a communist, they need to just kind of release the next big thing. <laughs> <laughs> just move on oh, to that. Please let that happen. <laughs> please let that happen. Like, let's see that. Let's see that Twitter firestorm happen. Yeah. The moment that like Iron Man's a communist. Uh oh. Yeah, but but or, you're right. You're right. I don't really want to talk about that. I'm happy talking about DC. Yeah, Rebirth. we're not going to dive into that. Yeah. So going back to Wally West's like journey, then. So he through the book he met with Batman, talks about his history, and then he meets with. Um, a member of the JSA. Mm-hmm. Now you might have to take over for here if you know more about it than me, because I don't know as much about JSA. So I was a little uh, lost in this bit. Yeah, D- Johnny Thunder, mm-hmm. or so he's basically like he's Wally West is like now some trying to make sure to get like find a just society. So now the universe. So because a big part of the legacy of the DC universe is just society, because from the just society comes the Justice League. Right, yeah. These are those nineteen forties versions of the Justice League, aren't they? Correct. So so the setup is now that okay, we need a society back. Because we're gonna have legacy. We need the Justice Society to return. Mm. So so it's like, okay, just society so now they have so now Wally West runs into to uh Johnny Thunder in or or pretty much it's uh hang on here. Do they say his name in here? They say, is it, and they say Johnny yeah. Thunder. They, they don't really they say. Mr. They Thunder, say, they call him. They say, let's go, Mr. Thunder. Yep, they say Johnny. They say Johnny. So. Johnny as well, yeah. So Johnny, so they call him Johnny Thunder, yeah. So it's pretty much, when he says, like, say, when he says, like, stay you, hmm. it's a thunderbolt that he uses, that he summons to, to help him out in battle. Oh, okay, so that's like his magic word, almost. The say you is like the thunderbolt that he summons from a magic pen. Right, like because uh, Johnny Thunder and the JSA comic book that Jeff Johns wrote, yeah, and he's actually it's like he uses it from a pen, and instead of so 
So it's like it's like John Thunder and uh, it's like I think it was. I'm trying to think of what it was originally in the comics, but I know it was like a pen or something. Oh, okay. And, but but it's like in but it's like some sort of like so it's like Johnny Thunder, and I get the feeling whoever listens to this will be like, you don't know where Johnny Thunder. Like I can't remember. <laughs> but the, in the but it's like Johnny but it's like because it's like but it's very interesting how they're using this as Johnny Thunder from from the JSA being the way to get this all introduced again because yeah if they were to spend more than a few pages on this this would have been like wait what but it's like okay it's just straight up okay he's in a, he's in a care he's in a care home he's been he's in a rest home yeah and now and now they're having to set up him being the way to get the JSA back yeah because in a normal issue that would have been a great kind of wow moment it would have been like oh my god they're bringing the justice society back but in, but this, in this issue it's like okay that yep yeah, justice society next thing and just moves on it. yeah then you get the legion then there gets the legion which is awesome i love the legion of superheroes i've not yes. read nearly enough as i should have done but absolutely love them i um, like that i like how because i actually had this was actually really fun because there's some people who read this and had no white they were like like my um one of, one of my friends um one of my friends uh laura actually mentioned actually was like what's the flight ring and i said what's that ring that um she was like kind of like oh that's a that's a saturn girl with Legion yeah, superhero yeah. and and she's like wow really and i'm like yeah i did not realize that was a, and most people don't really know the legion because even though the legion was a part of the new 52 they faded out so fast yeah it wasn't a great part was it really and dc didn't really do much with them hmm. i think it's like they got lost in the shuffle yeah i yeah. think i I read New 52 Legion of Superheroes before I knew who or what the Legion of Superheroes were. And so I read that and I was like, oh, this isn't that great. And then I saw some Silver Age covers of Legion of Superheroes. And like the like the very first cover where they're um, initiating Superboy into the, lead, into the Legion. And... Um, I was like, oh, I've got to read some of these. So I got like uh, one of the old showcases and read through some of those and absolutely loved them. And then I started digging into the later stuff, like the stuff in the 80s and 90s, and um, absolutely loved the Legion. So when I saw that, I was taken aback because I wasn't expecting that either. Um, so to me, that was like, and especially because there's no, there's no Legion comic coming out. There's no Legion Rebirth. They've not announced anything anyway. I think I think they're actually I think they're kind of holding off on a Legion rebirth until later. Right. I think right now their focus was everything that had either like a movie coming out or a TV show or something they had bigger plans. They they pretty much went to the core. Okay. Mm. Bam. And everything surrounding their core. That's what they worked off of. So Legion is kind of like we set up Legion. We're good. You'll see more of Legion later, probably. Probably within one of the uh, either the Green Lanterns or, or probably you'll probably see the Superman books. Yeah, they might hint at it. You probably hint at you'll probably see in either Superman or one of the one of the books because because when they say Superman book they mention the Superman they and they mention Captain Sawyer so they're in Metropolis so yeah so Saturn Girl's like okay she's in Metropolis so that means that'll probably be popping up in either Superman or Action one of the two Superman books so right right and I mean I think that's that's it isn't it really I think I love the idea that. They're there. They put that little placeholder in this in this massive, you know, mammoth guidebook, and said, "Right, there we go. They are there. They are in the in the modern, you know, DC Rebirth universe or whatever you want to call it." Um, but now, 
you know, that's it, brilliant, they are there, let's move on. And they kind of sweep past to the next thing. And again, it's one of those things that you would have been a great end to a regular issue. But in this issue, it's just the next thing. And then that the next thing being the atom. Yes, yes. Again, I, I don't know much about the atom. Oh my lord, the atom is crazy. I mean, they're because they, they pretty much brought back the Ray. They got back the Ray Palmer atom mm-hmm. and said that they got that all set up. They they've already was, he was in New Fifty Two, but they never really mentioned Ryan Choi. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Choi was the atom was and that was an atom in New was in the pre Fifty Two universe. Right. And then he got I guess got killed or something pre Fifty Two. I can't remember exactly, but and. But it's like now Brian Choi's back as being the replacement Adam. Hmm. And they mentioned like Ray Palmer's in the microverse and Brian Choi's gonna be the Adam again. And and hey, they even brought back Jean Loring after she was and they brought so they brought back a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, that and again that's literally just throwaway sentences, isn't it? It's just, you know, tell tell Jean I love her and it's like, Oh, oh she is alive, you know, and it's I feel like this one this so this little section with the the atom and then the next section with blue beetle there i think they're the best examples of pre-52 meeting new 52 it, it's kind of neat because we're, what's really what i really love about this like i mentioned how like my friend laura was like wondering about the leaves like this is kind of like also a, a neat primer for people who are not really ventured much in the dc universe yeah and people and when and people ask like hey what was this thing what was that thing and then you get to say, oh, yeah, this is that thing, this thing. This is why this is thing. This is what this is thing. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. And then people want to read more. Well, that was so. that was kind of one of the things I, I forgot to say right at the beginning. Because the very first page of the book, right at the bottom, it says, this takes place after Justice League 50 and after Superman 52. So read those first. Did you read those two first or did you just I, dive into those, this? I, I re- I'm, reading Justice, I'm reading Dark Side War and Trade. Right. And... And I have all the Superman Super League issues. I just haven't read them all yet. Yeah, yeah. But so I read this just straight, like first thing, and I was, I was fine for the most part. I mean, I yeah. I mean, that was I mean, it. Like that was kind of what I was like gonna say next because it's kind of a weird thing. It's a weird way to start a a new beginning almost, isn't it? It's by saying this is a brand new beginning, a, a rebirth of the universe, except you have to read these two issues which are actually the final parts of you know years long storyline so it's almost anti new reader friendly isn't it and that's exactly what you were saying about you know with the blue beetle and with the atom it's you know it it's not new reader friendly but i definitely think a new reader could pick this up and get it you know yeah, it's like that. It's like it's a neat way to get people interested in the different aspects of these universe. But when people, some people, when some readers be like, "Wait, what's this Justice League fifty? I need to read. What's this Superman fifty two? I need to read. Do I like?" They, it's one of the things where you go, if someone goes, "Hey, do you? I need to read this," and I can come and say, "You don't need to read it to get yeah. to get enjoyment of this issue." Like I said, I haven't read either of them, so yeah, I was bought. I so. think I think it's almost the opposite. I think. If you are reading those, I wouldn't read this first because it spoils the endings to those. But you don't need to read those to get this, if that makes sense. It, yeah, it's because this book pretty much is like it is a mini. The way they do it is it's like 
because like it's pretty much like a little anthology book too because it introduces the content you're going to be seeing and all the new titles like because after the atom you get the blue beetle stuff yeah which <sighs> me as a blue beetle fan blue and gold baby but <laughs> is this I, all I, you these two pages was just just my yeah well I, I, all over so it. it's like it's like you got they got ted cord fully back in this universe i'm like i'm so happy I, yeah. I, 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 I was like, this is really funny because I, I, I have one, I have one friend of mine. It's like, it's like I have one friend of mine I know, uh, Marlene, who uh, she. It's funny because like when they announced the Blue Beetle book at the DC Rebirth conference, hmm. they did at WonderCon. I was like, okay, how many people have told her that that uh, Jaime is coming back in a new series with Ted Cord? Yeah, and like three other people had told her before me. Oh, that I was about to say. It. I was joking. I was like, I, I kind of said a joke, and I knew all of her other friends would tell her before I could even blink. Yeah. I think I was like person two or three out of like the people that know that she's a big High May fan. She's the one that actually taught me how to say hi because I I always thought it was Jamie Reyes. Yeah, yeah. But it was High May. Like, Thank you. I, See, I, did I, not I wouldn't know. have known that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, she, she's the one that corrected me on it, so I, I appreciated her for That's doing good, that for yeah. And she. But it's funny how they're so now they're having Ted Cord be the mentor to Jaime Reyes yeah. as the Blue Beetle. Like, yes, she's his legacy all over again, isn't it? Really. And they're adding Doctor Fate. Yeah, exactly. They got they got the legacy of Ted Cord and Ted Cord and Jaime Reyes, and then you're adding Doctor Fate to the book. Yeah. And that's so cool. That is so freaking cool. I I, I got excited. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. And, There's, um, and then the, got, the next two panels are the to me like i read them and just breezed straight past them and i was just like all right yeah that's damien but then when i went back i had the biggest smile on my face because i actually got what it meant okay so we've got the first panel is what you know it's damien wayne like batman's son and he stood there in front of a birthday cake that's got number 13 on it so it's his 13th birthday cake and then the next panel is him blowing out the candles and then he has a massive smile and like you just think, oh, okay, he's having a birthday, but he's a teenager. He's a teen, so he's gonna be he's in the happy. Teen Titans. Which because the because he's gonna be because the when the book's coming out is Teen Titans, and he's gonna be like, hi, I'm leader. Yeah, dibs on leader. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to that book to see how that how they go. Well, I'm 13 now. I'm teen. Yeah, I'm Teen Titan. You guys yeah. are mine. I'm a teen. I'm a teenager. I'm in Teen Titans, and I'm Batman's son. So obviously, I'm the leader of this gang. And everyone's like, "Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, can't really beat that." That smile tells it all. It's like yeah. I have plans. Yeah, yeah. He's got such big ideas, doesn't he? It is so cool. I I like that. I mean, because it's really funny how it's all mostly silent, and except for like Wally West narration of new heroes with new ideas. Yeah. And the silent pages, and then that Jamie's smile says it all. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Him. It's it's such a sweet smile, but there's such a lot of meaning behind it as well. It's like, oh god, what is he gonna do? It is Damien. Yeah. Da- Damien's a he's a, he's a scamp. He, <laughs> he's a, he he likes he has some fun. Yeah, he's a scoundrel. <laughs> so and, next two panels. Yay! The Green Lantern bit. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. it's like one thing I'm kind of looking forward to Green Lantern is the fact that they got Sam Humphreys who has not he really hasn't done anything DC wise. No, he's not. And, is he? he was. Doing Star Lord and he's doing Star Lord and um, just finished up World World. Yeah. And 
now he and even mostly Marvel. And now he's doing now he's and now he's at DC doing Green Lantern. I like Sam Humphries. I like him a lot. I think he's really good. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with it because one, it brings back the site. It's because they mentioned Jessica Cruz, which I actually read. I'm actually been reading her uh, JLA stuff. Right. Like it's I read Justice League and Trade, and I've been reading her Justice League stuff with Jessica <laughs> Cruz. I really like her character. Yeah. And I like what they're doing with her, so I love that she's now a Green Lantern, and they, and they have, and also they have her working with Simon Baz, which that dude just kind of disappeared. Yeah, so I don't know much about the Green Lanterns. He just kind of, Green Lantern. It's like it's so weird. Green Lantern. I really like Green Lantern. It's like it's like it's. I've read a good chunk of it. A lot of the Green Lantern I read first. Hmm. Like I didn't play as much of the Kyle stuff. I didn't really, but I read a lot of Jeff Johns' run on Green Lantern. Oh, okay. And I read so I've read a good, a decent bit of John, Ron Mars and stuff, but I really read a lot of Jeff Johns' run on Green Lantern, and I really got into it. So it's like okay, so it's like so now they have Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz, the Green Lanterns, working together. Yeah. On kind of the, the Earth beat, and that's setting up Green Lanterns. The Green Lantern book that's coming out this week at uh, coming out this the uh, next Wednesday actually. But oh okay. And, and but then... it was funny when they, she said Sinestro, and I went wait, <laughs> there's no Sinestro. Yeah, so she's asked who Sinestro is, but so that does does that mean he doesn't exist yet, or he's just coming in, or yeah, it's like did they get rid of Sinestro, or is it what? just the fact that she's so new that it's like yeah, all oh, right, well yeah, she doesn't even know who Sinestro is. So, I don't know. I so it's like so it's like let me interested to see how she when she when she learns who Sinestro is, and it's like I figure it's like she just knew she doesn't know who Sinestro is, so she's like so now they have she has to deal with oh Sinestro, it's like oh. Yeah, yeah. she's gonna find out, kind of thing. Aqualad. I. It took me a couple tries to figure out that was Aqualad. Yeah. I. I. It took. It took me a minute to go. Son of a gun, that's Calder, from Young. That's Calder. Yeah, yeah, from Young Justice. Justice. It. It was like, I was like, oh, that's him. Yeah. It took me like a couple. I actually had to read these two panels like two, three times. To click it into my head. Yeah, like, I kind of thought it was something Aquaman related because he was like staring into a fish tank. But I don't. I mean, I don't really know the character. I know him from Young Justice, but even that, I've not watched a great many episodes of that. But um, yeah, I think I think he's a cool new character. I think I'm in, that definitely interested me enough to want to know what's going on with him, which is the whole purpose now- of it, really. You know. Exactly. It's like all these panels are pretty much set to get you interested in little bits of of what this is, what that is, and this will probably be talked about more in the Aquaman book upcoming here. Yeah. Which Abnett's doing the Aquaman book, so. Yeah, he's doing that, yeah. And then the next page is the one we've talked about, which is Pandora getting blown apart, which is a direct homage to uh, Watchmen, which means that now we've had three indirect references we've had the front page which is or the first page which is all clocks and talking about time and all that and then the next bit is uh what we assume is dr manhattan's hand reaching out and then now we've got this page which is a direct reference which i didn't get the first time because i'm you know i don't have photographic memory in that sense but someone on the internet picked up on the fact that it was a direct panel by panel homage to a page in Watchmen um, 
and that's that's great. That's that's just fun. I like that a lot. I didn't get it either until the first until until you until you showed it to me, and I was like, "Son of a god!" <laughs> yeah, it's right there in front of us, and missed it straight away. It, and also the and then it's like the Wonder Woman, and then the little bit with Wonder Woman as yeah. they end up having a twin brother. She's got a twin brother, Jason. Named Jason, and then Baby Darkseid. Baby Darkseid, yeah. Which I want his adventures, it, like Muppet Babies, but with sinister Darkseid. It'd be great. I, and it's going to be, and you realize, if you start real putting the pieces together, it's like, so wait a minute. Does that mean Greg Rucka is going to be doing, going to be talking about, is going to be talking about the twin brother of Diana, we figured out, but he's going to be in charge of dealing with Baby Darkseid? Yeah, maybe. Oh, dear Lord. Spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> That would be... Greg Rock is going to be interested with Baby Darkseid. Yeah. Either that or they're just going to have, like, New Gods Babies Rebirth number one. And it's just going to be loads of little baby versions of them running around. Matt, 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 you realize now I'm just thinking I want a New Gods Babies cartoon. Yeah. New Gods Babies. Drawn by Scotty Young, obviously. Orion is kind of angry. Like, no. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Uh, too, too far, too far. I, I, but I love, and then the next bit is like this very cool two-page spread yeah. talking about Superman. Yeah, how the they spoilers yeah. for the the New 52, Superman. death of is New 52 dead? Superman. It's like, is Superman dead? Is he gone? Yeah. And, and, then, and then it's like, and then that sets up the Green Arrow I really love that Wally West is kind of like talking about like, yeah, it's like Green Arrow and Black Canary seem like they're drawn to each other, but they don't know why. They don't know yeah. why they like each other, why they want to kind of get together. And, I like that. That's cool. Again, and that's going to be... I don't know much about, but I've known, I've seen a lot of people on like Tumblr and that going mental for that page. Um, oh, like Diner and is like, Ollie. That was like... Yeah, it's, that, it's like this is like Tumblr. This is like Tumblr like happy land right here. Yeah. It's like... Everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're actually going to do Green Arrow and, and Black Arrow again. Yeah. And then and, after that, we've got uh, old Superman or pre-52 Superman with his wife, Lois, and his son, John. Um, have you been reading that um, that series, Lois and Clark? I have not been reading it. I've heard very good things about it, and yeah, I need I to read, read it, it when it hits. Yeah, it was good. It was... Um, it was. It wasn't any. It didn't break the bank. It wasn't like spectacular. But I really, I, I really just kind of enjoyed reading it. And I kind of liked. I liked the characterization of this Superman and how he is Superman, but he's very different from the New Fifty Two Superman, um, which was quite cool. Um, but then, possibly the next Watchmen reference comes up in this, where he comes face to face with a guy who calls himself Mr. Oz. Yeah, I didn't I kinda I didn't really put it until I started reading about it online all the endless articles I've been reading about it, and it's yeah. like, oh Miss Oh Mr. Oz is Ozymandias. Yeah, and I didn't Adrian, get it at first. Yeah, and Mr and when I thought like, okay, Mr. Oz is now it's like is he like the acolyte of Doctor Manhattan now? Is he Yeah. Is he because he's keeping an eye on Superman and it actually does make sense in a way that Ozymandias is like keeping an eye on Superman because Ozymandias is always about the long game. Yeah. In Watchmen, so it's like, well, considering that they're saying DC Rourke's going to have like a two-year plan, 
just makes sense. This he is the long game, yeah. And the fact that this Mister Oz character has shown up in previous Jeff Johns comics, again, I'm mm. just reading this online. It's not like I've noticed this myself. Same. But I uh, I, I recently ran a trade, so I when I, I can and I'm even like he's been son of a gun, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. it's right there, right there. And then Aquaman uh, again, not really read much Aquaman, but he's. Uh, he proposes to Mira, which again is, is you know his love returning, isn't it? And this is a history of the characters that are coming back. It's and but like the Aquaman bit that was sweet. The one that'll every oh man, I I was a heavy Wally West reader. I, I read oh, I read yeah. pretty much a, almost all of Jeff Johns' run on the Flash. Right, so that's so that's prime Wally West, isn't it as well? And that's prime Wally West. I mean, I haven't re- I haven't read as much of Wade. I've read a mm, a good chunk of Wade drum, but not all of it. Yeah. But Linda Wally West and Linda and and Linda were, and it's like oh yeah yeah. It's like it's like oh well, oh Linda Park oh no Linda, Linda yeah. Park oh jeez. And, and it's like and then what? That, from what I've read of the the Wally West stuff of both Mark Wade and Jeff Johns, I haven't read all of it. Um, was. The fact that he mentions it in the book as well, he's he's fallen into time, or he's got lost in the Speed Force before, and Linda's always brought him back. And so the idea that he's found her, and he's like, right, this is it, this will get me back. And he, you know, he he opens himself up and he tells her, you know, I'm here, this it's me, and she just turns around and says, I I don't know you, and that's that's the heartbreaking bit because it just. It's it's worked for him before, and she's always been there. But now she, she isn't there. He has nothing. He's got nothing to bring him back. It, it's the heartbreaker. That's yeah. the one for every dang Wally and Linda person. Went no. <laughs> yeah. Wally. And that was like, that was the end of chapter three, which was love. And, and it's like, but then the next bit is like panel blast. It's like okay, yeah. whizzing you get through the, it now. So it's like then you get the then you get the bit of introducing Gotham is going to be part of Tom King's Batman run. Yeah, Gotham as a character. <laughs> this is interesting. There's a theory online now. Mm. There's a new theory. I was reading about this online, so and I'm like, I don't, I'm not sold on it, but it is a cool theory in the Watchmen theory thing they're doing. Okay. That Gotham, that the Gotham and the girl that's with him mm-hmm. is Gotham is night is is Night Owl, and the girl with him is still Spectre. That is interesting. And I like, and they haven't, it's like, it's such a long shot, and it's such one of those pull out of the air somewhere. Yeah. Just, like, you know? It depends what they're, what they're planning on doing, because if the Watchmen characters have just been dumped in this world, because, like, the, the Lois and Clark book is very much, you know, five years ago or however long ago, Superman and Lois were dumped in this universe, and they've just kind of lay low and lived their lives and just tried to stay out of the limelight and that could be true of of night owl and silk spectre as well because they could just be like right well we're here now we can't not be heroes because that's what we are but let's just adopt new identities and just kind of keep keep doing what we're doing really so yeah that that could work is it if it, if it is like i said it's, it's one of the things where it's like pulled out of the magical rabbit hat of but it's like yeah. kind of a cool yeah, it could work. Yeah, it it does. I suppose it does make the whole Watchmen thing 
completely unavoidable. So, I mean, if you're one of those fans that thinks this is a terrible idea, you're like, right, I'm, I'm not going to read any of that. I'm just going to read me Batman books. And then you read Batman and then you find out that that's, that's Night Owl and Salt Spectre. You'd be like, damn it, I can't get away from it. <laughs> you really, I mean, it's funny because it's like, because when you read about that, the Titans book is going to be dealing with the Watchmen stuff. So yeah. it's like, so wait, does that mean that it's like the Titans book and maybe if it's, if it's the Night Owl, Silk Spectre thing that's being rumored, it's like, wait, because like, the Watchmen stuff is going to be a part of almost a lot of a lot of bits of new, of rebirth, so it's like okay, yeah. So it's probably just going to be everywhere. I, I'm curious enough to see what they do with this because what I really dug, I really, I really kind of think it's cool that they're doing. And also talking about the they're setting up the Constantine Swamp Thing road trip book. Yeah, the next yeah. the next panel blast is yeah John Constantine John. talking to Swamp Thing, and that so they're doing a road was, trip. And then it's even more panel blasting after that, because then it's like, because then it's like a bit of Suicide Squad, yeah, with Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang, yeah. And another panel su- blast of Cyborg, yeah. Then another panel blast of Dick Grayson going back into his Nightwing costume, yeah, holding up the Nightwing costume, which is kind it's of like, yep. really is a blink and you miss it. One panel, I, yeah. I, it's like it's like Jeff Jaws is him going, okay, I got to get this beat in, this beat in, this beat in. Yeah, yeah. As I like said, just... this really should not have worked as well as it did, but no. Bye. Golly, he he got all the beats and yeah. this is the most interesting beat. The other Wally West. Yeah, the other Wally West. And that's what he is now. Like up until this issue, he has been Wally West and he's just been mm-hmm. a a tweaked version of the Wally West. But now mm-hmm. it's established that he is a completely different character. Correct. I like that. I'm I'm actually kind of happy for the guy because now he's a he's his own he is going to be his own character, yeah. And he's going to be his own Flash. He's going to be the he's going to be kind of the new Kid Flash. Yeah, but I think what they're going for is him being the official new Kid Flash. Yeah, I mean I've seen I've seen good and bad sides to this. I think yeah. I mean I personally I like it. I think it's quite a smart way to remove the pressure that was on him as a character that was kind of smothering him because I don't really think they've done much with him because of the fact that everyone was like, well, that's not my Wally West. And oh, he's nothing, he's not He's not the Wally West. And it's like, well, now it's like, well, no, he's not. He's his own character. And he can probably have a bit more room to breathe with that. But at the same time, I've heard the bad side, which is, right, well, the white one's back now, so, you know, we don't need the black guy. And it's just a bit like, oh, that's, yeah, I can, I can see that side of it as well, really. I saw it. I, when I, and when I thought about it later, okay, I see where that, where that argument's coming from, too. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go either way, but at least, I think one thing is kind of, at least they're now going, yes, we have two Wally Wests kind of bouncing around the universe, but this Wally West is now going to get his forge his own path. Yeah. Instead of having to be tied to the path of, like okay, he's Wally West. Now he's like the Wally West that now he's like Wally. Now he's gonna be able to do his own thing and not have to be compared to the Wally West that has just returned. Yeah, and I think, that's what everyone was doing to this to this character. Like, yeah, that's what everyone was doing. It was just it was it was drowning in it really. And I think I think that's the key the key point is, in I like what they've done in this issue. I think he gets a great scene in this issue where you really showcases the character who gets a lot more than many other characters that we breeze through but it's it's what they do with him next you know now that they don't have that burden you know and we're saying oh he can go off and be his own person it's like he only can if if they write that for him so i really kind of hope that they do 
something with him now and they really let him shine and really let him be the character that he you know he, he can be you know and i think that's the plan with like the new flash book going forward is because josh williamson's the one writing that love and, josh williamson and i'm so happy yeah i like back there was a podcast i did ages ago called the comic anvil and okay. i actually interviewed him when he oh, was cool. doing xenopolis way back in the day yeah yeah and nicest freaking dude that's nicest great. So that he's gotten to the point he's gotten, that he's got an exclusive deal with DC and that he's getting the Flash book, yeah. it it made me smile. I'm like, go Josh. Yeah, You're good. Yeah. So happy for you, man. And, and he's and he's doing the Flash. So that Wally West is now going to be a big part of the new Flash book and mm-hmm. the big part, and now Barry Allen's been fully established as the the classic Barry of the smiling Barry Allen. Yeah. And getting everyone set up with pizza and yeah, and it's like they're and then and then the Wally West and oh, Barry man. scene. Yeah, see again, I can't imagine this not breaking people's hearts, like absolutely tearing it to shreds. Because I I got you know I got a lump yeah. in my throat. I got misty. I yeah, especially I got misty. Like, just seeing the book and seeing him recognize him. So basically, like you know. The whole book is Wally West trying to find his way back into the universe. Um, and as soon as, as we say, that bit with Linda happens where she doesn't recognise him, that's him gone, that's him broken, and he's like, I've, I've no way back now. And he kind of pops in on a few others and pops in on Wally West and pops in on Barry, and he does it with a yeah. sense of, this is just me saying goodbye. You know, This is me, I've accepted what's happening. There's no way back. No one's going to recognise me. This is it. And you see him disintegrate pretty much, don't you? And he has a similar kind of exit as Barry did in Crisis. Mm-hmm. But then and right at the end... No, go on, you say. Wally, you're like, aww. Yeah. <laughs> you're done. Yeah. Everyone's done. The The audience is now tear-induced. It's, yeah. it's like, it's such a beaut. And then, then Wally's like, I'm, I'm back? And... And then every and it's like oh geez it's like the tears in Barry's eyes are like the tears forming in every yeah. reader's eyes. Yeah, Just, definitely. And I think it's awesome. I think it's it's cool. And it's that's that's what's been missing is these characters actually showing love for each other. That freaking hug. It's like once you see that hug, you're like, yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. That they're back. And then and it's like and it's like then Barry remembers everything, and you're like, yeah. And it's like there's and then it's like and he remembers almost everything. Yeah, and then it's like, and then the flash, and then all the flashpoint stuff gets brought up in hell. So, and I kind of love that the flash, as it always has been, is at the core of the DC universe. And what's really cool, it was really neat about it, is now Flashpoint is now not playing on Barry anymore. Yeah, I did like that. That was quite a subtle little change, wasn't it? Um, yep. But very much. A lot of the things that people don't like about Barry Allen, you know, apart from the fact that people think he's he's just Wally West but a different name, is the idea that he was the whole cause of this. And he was really, you know, up until now. Everyone's just mm-hmm. like, you know, no matter how much you love Barry Allen and The Flash, he has caused the New 52 to happen. Um, but obviously, except now, he hasn't. It's not his fault. It's someone else's. And- and it's whoever, and it's the, and it's like, and then, 
And now the set, and then the bit, and the last bit with Batman. Yeah. Of him going, and then Wally West saying, "Whoever did this to us for a reason." And Batman's going through the Batcave, and then saying, "Like they're like like this new this person's weakened us." Yeah. And then they're saying, "Like Thawne, no, it's not Thawne, it's not." And there's a force, and it's like, and it pretty much just like up, oh. and it's like the Thomas Lane letter, letter Thomas Lane letter is found, and then you, then Batman goes to the Batcave and finds the comedian's button. Yeah. And. And then that final bit of we're being watched, and it's like, yeah, well, we're, we're being watched. And then, and then the epilogue of Doctor Manhattan and Adrian Byte talking, and yeah, and then the clock, and then the final page of saying the clock is ticking across the DC universe. Yeah, that's the there's like a two page black two page spread with the clock and, is ticking, and it's the Watchman clock, isn't it? It's the Watchman clock, and then and then it's like then you get the two page spread after it, and Which showing all great. the people part of. Of the of the DC Rebirth stuff, who's going to play a role in it? Yeah, and massive two-page spread of all the characters. Well, almost all the characters. There's a couple missing, but a couple missing. But they, it's like okay, it's like from Suicide Squad, um, the Teen Titans, and like Dixon's in there, and then you got, got the you Shazam got, family, or the Shazam Captain family, family. right up there. Yeah, Supergirl. I mean, the the new Superman, and. Super Starfire, Woman. which the funny, the great part about Starfire, that was what was really cool. Everyone was like, Starfire's wearing clothes. <laughs> That's dressed. awesome. And I, like, and I, I love that. Was like, I love that. Wow, look at Starfire's costume. All right, guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're a, a costume that actually, that actually is not like. And it's like, yeah, yeah. they, it, and it's like, then they got Superwoman shown in there. I mean, Batgirl, and then they got Artemis. They got Wally West hanging out right. Right in there, Nightwing, Dead Man, Bizarro, yeah. right next to Dead Man. Then Bumblebee. I mean, like Demon hangs out right in the back. Yeah, you can see him. He's there. And then, then and it's they're like smiling. They're all pretty much smiling. They're all smiling. I mean, they, it's like it's kind of funny. It's like every, they're all making a point to have everyone in this picture smiling. Yeah. And then it's like, and then it's the intro to all the new titles because, like I said, I was not planning on reading Titans. No. I had no plan on reading Titans. Then I hear. Wait, it's Wally West. They're gonna, they're gonna discuss all the stuff that happened a lot. Yeah, I think, I think okay. that's where it's all gonna happen, isn't it? It's like this is where it's probably gonna happen. Okay. Plus, it's Dan Abner. I do like Dan Abner. You should, you should have heard, you could have heard my, my voice just saying, "Fine, these fine." <laughs> yeah, fine. Have my money. Have my money, DC. I mean, it's like, like the Flash. I was already gonna check out, but I re, I'm. I really like the Flash stuff, and then the Batman stuff should be if it because I was already looking for the Batman. Yeah, Tom King, that that man can almost do no wrong. No, I do really like Tom King. He's, His Vision book is brilliant. Oh, oh my heart! Oh god, Vision's like like it's only like I I'm a little behind on it, but it's like I'm probably just I'm gonna it's like I'm probably just re- end up reading it in like giant chunks because yeah, that book is just. I don't know so how many dead. issues they're actually going to have of that, but... And then it's like, they're going to have a one year for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's got one year. He's going to do one year, and then after that, whatever Marvel wants to do. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's without it's like, Tom King. Because the Green Lantern's book, and then the Green Arrow, Aquaman, and then... Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman book with My Lord. That book's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman. Yep. I've seen Nicole's. I've seen Liam Sharp and Nicole Scott's work for that book, and I'm like, ah, oh, really? Look good. It now, <laughs> now, and it, 
the Suicide Squad book, it's actually interesting. Um, did you read the Harley Quinn April Fool's special? No. Was it good? It actually is pretty good, but what's funny about it is it is the intro to the DC Rebirth Suicide Squad. Oh, right. So that's your intro to what Harley Quinn ends up doing with the new Suicide Squad. That's what restores Amanda Waller to be like the wall. Oh, okay. And it restores like old school Amanda Waller. It, it, it does a lot of stuff like so. So that's why a Suicide Squad, I promise that, like Suicide, it's like the official introduction to the DC Rebirth Suicide Squad. Right, right. And then the Action Comics bit with Lex Luthor being being the new Superman. Yeah. Being a Superman of Steel in Action Comics with dealing with the new Superman, the Superman is popping up. I'm like, I'm good looking Lord. forward to the Superman book because I really super- want to see like, where it goes with him and his son. I, the Super Sons book, yeah. I'm looking forward to the Super Sons book when that super hits. Sons, yeah. That's gonna be fun. That should be fun. I there. I, I it actually is kind of funny. I'm actually looking for the deep. The this funny Deathstroke rebirth. Everyone was kind of like, I'm not that sold on Deathstroke. I'm like, you guys realize Christopher Priest writing Deathstroke, and he also wrote an awesome Black Panther run, and he also yeah. wrote a cool, a, a decent Deadpool run, and then he. But the Black Panther's really good, and it's like, okay, I'm at least curious now. Yeah. Because. And I think that's the least I can say about some of these books is I'm at least curious. I think there's no books that I've looked at and thought, nah, I'm not going to bother with that. I'm at least going to pick them up in the book, in the shop and just have a flick through and go, oh, yeah, do I like this, do I not? It's it's interesting. I mean, this is an interesting time for DC. I mean, DC Universe Rebirth did what it needed to do. Yeah. It did it. It did it smoothly. And it worked. I, I, it it blows my mind how well it worked. Cause yeah, it's funny how how many people actually got. And this is interesting because if you did you see on Twitter how many how many different accounts were giving out free copies of DC Universe Rebirth on Comicsology? Oh no, really? They actually had people giving out free copies of it of like DC Universe Rebirth that that like it was funny because I actually I, there was one code that popped up that I actually took cause, but it got it got leaked a day early. Yeah. So. I thought, well, I lost my free copy. Then I go on Comixology, and I thought, oh, well, there's my free copy. Okay. No way. Thanks, Comixology. I guess you realized you, it glitched up, so like, yeah, I give him a free copy. Yeah, yeah. So I saw it. I was like, oh, that's neat. So that's cool. So they, so they did. So it's so a lot, but a lot of fans like they had like different different codes all around the, the different uh, fan accounts, like like the different DC, like different Twitter accounts, different for DC shows and so forth, saying yeah, or the yeah. end games and so forth. Saying the first thousand fans get to can get can get DC Universe Rebirth free and on Comicsology, it's like okay, yeah. So a lot of people took advantage of it because yeah, when you go to the page, exactly when you go to the the Comicsology page, there's like two thousand ratings, wow. which is like unheard of. Yeah, no, on, definitely. That's that, that's a new record. That's probably one of the new records for that for how many ratings have been on one book and and it's like well, a lot of people got free copies, so yeah. and a lot. Of Got the re, got to see this new DCU. It's like it's interesting because for as much as it is dense, hmm. and as much as it is, it has a lot to absorb. New readers get a get get a lot of info and a short and and a lot and a large chunk of comic. Yeah, they yeah definitely for for a small price as well, if not free. Two ninety nine American um, yeah. for for uh for eighty pages. Yeah, that's. It's kind of mind blowing. Eighty and, pages of content, isn't it? As well, you know, there's there's obviously some in-house adverts at the back, but and the in-house adverts are all stuff for DC Rebirth. Yeah, yeah. 
So, so it's basically just telling you where to find the next part of the story, really. Where to go next? It's like, where do you want to go next? Here you go. Yeah, and here's, yeah. and and also is that, and then it tells you all the listings of all the other DC Rebirth books that on the different release dates for them. Yeah. Because like June first is like because like this for Wednesday it's like Superman, Green Arrow, Green Lanterns, and Superman Rebirth all hitting on Wednesday. And Mental. it's like, and then they tell you like the week after that. It's like the week after that is like Aquaman, Flash, Wonder Woman. And Aquaman, Flash, Wonder Woman, and then the fifteenth is Titans, and then then the sixth, and then like July is like Justice League, Hal Jordan, Nightwing, Batgirl, Hellblazer, Red Hood. Then August is like when is when the Suicide Squad, Deathstroke, Supergirl, and Blue Beetle hit, and then September is when Cyborg, Teen Titans, and Batman Beyond hit. So I'm looking forward to um, Supergirl Rebirth. I'm looking forward to Steve Orlando. He's awesome. He's, he's such a good writer. Steve Orlando is such a good writer. Yeah. Supergirl, which my ultimate Supergirl, they should have had one ready when the CD series hit. That's, oh, they really should have done. That's my major, like, like keying here going, why didn't you guys have one ready when the yeah. CD's back? But, you know. They've got one coming out now, hopefully. So. And Supergirl's now going to be on the CW here in the States. So. Yeah, yeah. That's and exciting. Supergirl's going to get it, so it's going to have at least a good, good four or five year run plus on CW. So hope so. It's so Supergirl's in darn good shape, and Steve Orlando handling the writing of it. I mean, Supergirl's in very good hands. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that book. I, I love when he got announced on um on the DC Rebirth press conference they did because I thought, yes, that is <laughs> awesome. Like they've, they, it's like it's kind of funny because like, but then what's kind of neat about DC this DC Rebirth is. The book got me excited about books that I did not think I would get excited about because, like the Titan stuff, yeah. I wasn't going to check out Titan stuff. Now I'm going to check out the Titan stuff because they're they've got this really cool story going on, and I'm kind of curious how they're going to make all this Watchmen stuff work now because I I'm like okay, they're they're going for it. I mean, they're this is not it's like it's like they're not even tiptoeing in it. No. They're saying, yep, Watchmen diving straight in. Doctor Manhattan, hi, big giant I, hand. I like. The Titans book, and I like the Teen Titans book as well. I think I'm really looking forward to seeing the younger Wally West with Damien and just seeing yeah. how that all plays out. I think that could be quite fun as well. Deal for this. Those guys are going to be like, Damien, what? Deal with this guy? Yeah. Oh, Lord. By us. So By what us. are your... Um, what are your thoughts on DC Universe Rebirth? Obviously, the the story itself we've we've gone through and it's dense. What about it's, the like the kind of meta story, which is about the loss of you know what's been lost and what's been stolen, and like the kind of the meta narrative that Watchmen is to blame for it, really. You know, but directly in the comic. It seems like the Watchmen characters are to blame for the loss of of hope, but also potentially indirectly in the real world, the Watchmen comic book took away a lot from DC Comics. Yeah, I mean, I, I joked with you as like the ultimate villain of the DC Universe, is Alan Moore, yeah. and and I, I I was just thinking, I'm like, oh good lord, Alan Moore's the ultimate villain of the DC Universe, and and it's funny because that and that's why everyone was like, oh good lord, Alan Moore fans are going to be man because yeah. Watchmen was considered the sacred cow like you don't touch Watchmen mm. you never bother Watchmen but Jeff John but you know what the time the day of Watchmen being the sacred cow has kind of been over a while yeah and well they had before Watchmen as well didn't they what is it they had uh, before Watchmen the um... yeah before Watchmen 
and yeah. kind of just faded out. But it, but it's but then it's like now they're like okay we got before Watchmen happened okay that and then it's like then they just do like this some people would joke they call it after Watchmen. Yeah, like, this is after Watchmen now, isn't it? After Watchmen, so like so like okay we're doing after Watchmen and they've got the whole free. So now it's like okay now we've got like after what? So now it's like okay now the Watchmen characters well now they're a part of the DC universe. They're yeah. and they're a part of why our universe is so so dark got so dark is because Watchmen the Watchmen characters kind of infected it yeah and and Dr. Manhattan kind of caused some chaos in the same with and Ozymandias is kind of and and it's like all these different people that oh good lord they're actually oh wow that is like I I'm surprised the meta story surprised me I never I never thought it would be this meta no it's it's almost really like really tongue in cheek, isn't it? It's almost like yeah, the Watchmen is is to blame for the reason that's why we're so dark. And it's like well, not really. I mean, you know, Jeff Johns for all the good he's done in this, you know, he's still been writing for the last five mm-hmm. years. You know, he could have he could have made hope and joy come back at any point. And they they didn't. They yeah. they just. Stay, they stayed the course for as long as they could until they went okay we need to fix it like I said the yeah. wall they hit a wall they hit that wall hard yeah they hit the wall hard yeah and they had to fix it and and it's all Alan Moore's fault and it's all Alan Moore <laughs> it's like for goodness sake though Alan though of course Dr. Manhattan was the one who nuked Pandora yeah whole oh, sweet lore I mean like I said that was like the ultimate moment where I just went and Pandora just went back to her home planet yeah, Pop. that's it. It's like, okay, bye, Pandora. That's crazy. I, I'm, I'm just like, wow, and and that's why it's almost better. This is like the sort of book that unpacking it is. It's it's like, good lord, like it's taking like you and I are that we in this conversation we've probably gotten through. We that how we got through it. Then I mean, hmm. I was like, okay, we had to unpack a lot of story. There's a lot in there, and I think we we brushed over a lot as well. You could unpack even further if you wanted to could but we think we unpacked the majority of what what needed to be unpacked in it yeah and out there i mean this is i mean that in your wildest dream did you ever imagine this book being so darn what did you get i mean this was i thought it was just gonna be a general event like okay event book okay wait yeah. this is a medic yeah there's a there's a lot to it there's a lot in in the book and there's a lot of the book you know there's a lot to the book as well um, and I thought it was definitely worth a massive conversation about, and there was yes. certainly enough in here to to kind of keep keep the conversation going really through into rebirth as well. And it's it's done its job, you know. Even if people have the biggest criticism of it is people saying, "Oh, you know, it's it's a glorified advert or it's a glorified prologue." It's like, well, if it is, it's worked because I'm definitely going to be picking up more books. People are talking about. It. I mean, all in. Until the Captain America stuff set in, yeah, it, it was like DC Rebirth was one of the major topics of conversation. Yeah, people because people are talking about it. people are like, oh hey, but it's kind of interesting though. Without going into like Captain America stuff too much again, it's like all DC Rebirth stuff has mostly been for the most part people going, hey, you know what? I want to check out this book. Mm-hmm. I want to check out this book. You know, this book actually sounds pretty cool. But a lot of people are actually thinking what they want to check out. Yeah, and and it's like so it's like it's interesting how. The two two of the major conversations yesterday. One was mostly positive. DC were mostly positive. Yeah. People going, "Hey, we want to read that." So Jeff Johnson pat himself on the back. I think so. And, yeah, I think and, so definitely. And he can pat, he's just going because Jeff Johns. I mean, and and also we we didn't really dive in like also all the artists involved in this book. I mean, 
This, yeah, we've not even mentioned them. I mean, they did, like, Gary Frank, Ethan Van Siever. I mean, you have, it's like, and then you got, like, the, like, and then you get, like, the legacy bit with Gary, I mean, between, like, and then Ivan Reyes, and then Phil Jimenez, and Gary Frank, and then, his, Gary, and then Gary Frank and Ivan Reyes, and then they, like, all the different colorists involved in this book, all the yeah. anchors, it's like, all, everyone involved, like, from Brad Anderson, from Brad Anderson coloring, Jason Wright, Joe, and then it's like, and then high, the hi-fi coloring to like Gabe Eltave and then Brad, and it's like, then all the anchors and like, like Phil Goodlord, I'm going to be A leaving. lot of people. A lot of people were involved. talented folks. And they, I mean, this book, but if I ever had to say a book that kind of was like, this book should, like this jam book should not have, this is like a giant jam comic. Yeah. That. That kind of was structured like an anthology and structured. It was like a, kind of like an episodic. It was like an episodic book comic in one an episodic, like an episodic comic book in one in just one entire comic. Yeah. And, yeah. and like you get about three ish, three four issues worth of comic in one two ninety nine special, and you you're like, wow. I mean, yeah. I was at the end about like, okay, I'm satisfied. I they, I mean, and the conversation was mo- and and like I said, it's kind of neat that now the conversation become, huh. What are they going to do with this? And also, ooh, which books am I going to check out? Because that's why that's now the conversation has begun. It's like, oh, there's some really cool stuff coming out here, isn't there? And yeah. and Jeff, and this is also Jeff Johns, likely his last book he's writing for a little while. Yeah, that's him. That's him done for a little bit, isn't it? Because he's moving on to the movie side of things. Him basically now working with the movie people and going, okay, guys, we yeah. got to fix the movies. I've just fix, fix the comics. Let me fix the movies. But he's like, because he, he's because now he's going to be the showrunner. Like he's he's the guy who went with all the artists and writers and everyone and going okay yeah this is what we're gonna do and I'm gonna keep an eye on it and <laughs> don't mess I'm it up sure while I'm gone don't don't screw it up guys I trust y'all a lot you guys <laughs> yeah. are cool I trust y'all but I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching yeah what I think what can you say outside of this actually worked and DC is now in a probably the best place it's been in a very long time yeah I completely agree. I think moving forward, they've got a real opportunity now to to put something back that was missing. To capitalize on what they've done with this, because because yeah. all these books, I mean, when you look at the teams involved, you see that there's a lot of talent. I mean, there's not really the only book that anyone that can say would be possibly like maybe the one that everyone goes is probably the Red Hood and the Outlaws book, and that's because Scott Lobdell and Scott Lobdell's hit or miss. Yeah. And but the thing is it's like but even the idea of it of Red Hood working with uh working with Bizarro and Artemis. Yeah. It's like yeah. you know, I don't even know. That's it might an intriguing idea. Might be kind of fun. I mean I'm not I'm not saying it's gonna be brilliant, but it might could could be kinda of fun. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean the rest of the books, I mean it's like most of the other books are kind of like, well, it's like I might hold off the trade on some books. I might, I might. There's like some books I'm going to buy monthly. Like I'll probably be buying a Batman book monthly for the first time in ages because, because like, because like Scott Snyder's book, I had to wait till trade because trying to read that in single issues was a no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just I'm trade waiting. I, I, I made the decision to trade wait, and I was a very happy man. Trade wait, Scott Snyder's Batman. Right? They were, they were better as as trades, definitely. I learned. I learned well, and. <laughs> And so, I don't know, man. They, they did. I mean, I mean, like, it's like I'm just amazed. This should not. I'm still kind of like, this what? Like, yeah, I, I did. I, like, if, like, if I had, if my initial Twitter action would have been like, would have been summed up. I had a great to think this worked. This should not have worked. 
but it worked. And wow. I think that's a, a good place to end it there then. Thank you very much for that then, Wes. Why don't you uh, tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? Yep, I'm on geekulated.com. I am actually, I, it's, it's been a slight it's been a slight bit since I've updated it, but that was just, life happened But for, yeah. for a little bit there, but I am going to, I'm back at it and I'm getting, I'm working on some articles as we speak, so keep an eye awesome. out for that. Probably, I would say in the next, next couple of days or so, you'll probably start seeing much, next better you'll start seeing much more out of me over the coming days cool. and at attack where can they find where can they find you at uh, well i am at matt loon on twitter and uh, you can find most of what i write at awesomesourcecomics.com uh, but i also do a bit of work for outhouses.com as well and oh and you can find me also i am and also i and also my geek who landed name is also is also my twitter handle at oh, geek yeah. who landed. So easy to find yeah. i'm very easy to find <laughs> yeah uh, easily noticeable easily noticeable but matt thank you so much and personal note here matt invited me to this and i was it made my day <laughs> i i am i am genuinely honored that for your for your first inaugural podcast here you brought me along for the adventure i am genuinely touched so thank you so much oh thank you i appreciate it it was thank you for coming on it was really good conversation really enjoyable talk um, and I'm sure we'll be talking again at some other point about some other book. Definitely soon, because I, I look <laughs> the more covered. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of comics coming out, and there's a whole lot of conversation to be had. Thanks once again to my good friend Wes Messer for joining me on this very first and very scary show. Um, no, it wasn't really. It was fine. Uh, as he said, you can find him at Geek Who Landed on Twitter and uh, landed.com. As for me, you can find me at Matt Loon on Twitter and you can find me at AwesomeSourceComics.com where you can find this and hopefully a bunch of whole future podcasts. Uh, thank you once again for listening to this show. Uh, this was episode zero of That's the Issue and I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.